0: There was a population that was in foster care that on their 18th birthday, the door is opened and literally they were put out. We never stopped long enough to think, what's next for these kids? People started waking up going, what 18-year-old is ready to be put on their own with little if any support, resources, and that may have been raised in foster care their entire life, which really means probably 20 or 30 different homes, 10 different schools. So we were created to come beside them and to figure out what their needs are and what the barriers are and how can we help them. We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the Strong by Design podcast. I'm your host today, Coach Tanya, and joining me today is Kathy Mize from Ready for Life. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. Now, in case you haven't heard, Kathy, um, in case you haven't heard of Ready for Life, we're going to be talking about this amazing organization today. And um, it's something that I met Kathy probably three months, I'll say two, three months ago at they- a biz, uh, non-profit slash kind of business expo at the Tampa Club. And I was immediately attracted to their table and what they were talking about and what the organization does. And I knew I had to get, get one of them on the show. Um, but before we jump into that, I want to tell you a little bit about Kathy. She is a St. Pete, um, Florida native, so always nice to meet a Florida native. There's not a whole lot of you. There's a no. lot more imports in Florida than there are natives. So, so nice. You've um, always worked um, in the field of child abuse and child abuse prevention for 35 years. So, this is your niche. This is this is what you do and what you do well. And boom, you, in 2009, had the opportunity to help create Ready for Life. So. Before I say any more, I, again, welcome to the show. I can't wait to hear more about it. But for those of us who haven't heard of
0: Ready for Life, please tell us what that is. Great. Thank you again so much. And as you said, in 2009, which is almost 15 years ago, in January, we turned 15 years old, which is hard to believe. Um, But we were started because there was a population that was in foster care that on their 18th birthday, the door is opened, and literally they were put out. And I was part of that system, you know, and that's just the way it was. And we had so many kids coming behind them. We never stopped long enough to think, what's next for these kids? And finally, locally, Florida and across the country, people started waking up going, what 18-year-old is ready to be put on their own with little if any support, resources, and that may have been raised in foster care their entire life, which really means probably 20 or 30 different homes, 10 different schools. So we were created to come beside them and to figure out what their needs are and what the barriers are and how can we help them. Wow. And you know, what? what's really,
1: I mean, life is so serendipitous because about a month before that expo and meeting you, I was out with some girlfriends, a group of us that get together. We try to get together once a month, kind of a sort of a, an off gassing and <laughs> like just letting, yeah. letting go of all of the things of because we're all self employed and, you know, the stresses of all of that. And one of the ladies there was talking about how um, she wanted to start contributing to, like, she really wanted to put um, a focus on, as she's retiring from her industry, a focus on something that was more, you know, nonprofit and, where she wanted to put that and she started talking about she said you know and I don't know if it was she hadn't mentioned your organization by name but she'd heard about this issue this this problem of kids coming out of foster care aging out of foster care just being like here's your stuff good luck and she she's like she goes that's just not acceptable and so she was talking a lot about it and i remember like listening to her sitting at her dining room table listening to her talk and thinking I never thought about that. I never thought about kids coming out of foster care, especially those, like you say, that have been raised throughout the majority of their life in foster care that probably have zero family so su- Like there's, who, who is their support? Right. You know, if anybody is it that's provided with any, with anything. So right. when she started talking about that, it really, I was like, oh my gosh, that. That's a huge problem. And then when I saw you guys and met you at um, the Tampa Club, I was like, I'm so glad that there are existing organizations, but I wonder how many other people don't really
0: know about this or have thought about this. Yeah, probably a lot. You know, like I said, you know, you see the news and, and you think, okay, you probably assume when they turn 18, someone takes them or maybe they're in a foster home that will keep them forever. But that is not what we see. The majority of our teenagers turning 18 are not in foster homes. There are some, but not a lot. Most are in group homes. So when they turn a certain age, they have to go. There's no option. And and so they don't have family. They don't have resources. I mean, think about, I mean, the way I was raised and and my daughters being raised in a home, being taught a lot of these things and having family to call, they're not ready at 18. To just be put out on the street, so these guys need us uh, to come beside them and really support them because it's an amazing population. I bet. So okay, I have so many. I have so many
1: questions. There's so many questions is going to lead into another podcast that we're going to have to schedule. But first of all, my first thought is okay. I'm 18. I'm coming out of a group home. Where like where do I go? Like without you guys and without you guys being helped with that transition into like ready for life, what would normally happen with these young adults? Because they're young adults, but they don't, I mean, they still, there's still so many life skills to learn. Um, So, I mean, they probably have a lot more street skills than a lot of us and life has taught them some very hard lessons early on. So, they're survivors, but it's a different type of survival. So, in your experience over the last 15 years, what typically, you know, 18,
0: see you, What is what does that look like, yeah. or what has it looked like? It, it's it's not a good picture. Um, less than half, um, and I would say it's way less than half, uh, will graduate from high school or have some kind of GED when they turn 18. So imagine turning 18. The majority do not have a driver's license. That's not something that happened in foster care as it should have. Um, we try and make that happen later. Um, so not having an education, having no family, or some try and go back to their biological family thinking that, oh, I just, it's going to work this time and it doesn't. You know, hopefully there are the rare occasions it does. Um, but more than half of those we serve are homeless. So it could be a shelter. It could be someone's couch. It could be in the woods. You know, I I hate to say this, but unfortunately, we give out tents and sleeping bags because that's the reality. And, you know, our job is to come beside them. Now we're very blessed that we have a contract that we teach life skills and we get to reach them at 15. So now they should know we're here and we can help them as they are getting ready to turn 17 and 18. Um, and then we work with them. You know, what's funny is, we, as I said, we're going to be 15 years old. We have those that are 31 and 32 because they were 18 when we got started. So they don't ever go away, which is like our children. You know, we've become their family. And we do Thanksgiving and Christmas and holidays for hundreds because we are the family they don't have. Wow. So this doesn't just stop no. at 18, 19. And we didn't, we didn't think about that when we got started. We thought, okay, well, get them all (laughs) set and get them, you know, a place to go. And, and it's not that simple. It really isn't. No.
1: So you, you come into their lives at 15, (laughs) uh, life skills. So what, what does that look like? What are some of those things that you're teaching them and who are the people that are involved in that process?
0: Yeah. So, um, something that's very different about ready for life. And, and I'm so proud of the model we've created from day one is we always said we would listen to the youth voice. The voice of those that are in care or have recently aged out of care. And that's how we were built. Um, I have hired over 25 that have served on staff for Ready for Life over the last 15 years. They're on our board of directors. The youth voice truly is above our board of directors because we don't want to create programs if that's not what they tell us they need. So we have learned to listen and hear what they have to say, hear what the needs are, hear what the barriers are. What can we help remove so you can be successful? And many times, you know, we are getting to them now. Most of them are in group homes. So we visit the group homes. It's a online kind of a, we're also there hands-on life skills, but still a large majority of our work is 18 to 25 year olds and even beyond. Because they still need us, you know, and our goal is to help them get a GED or a high school diploma because they, they are offered the opportunity of a tuition waiver if you age out of foster care or you're adopted. So our goal is to help them utilize the resources and the benefits, if there are benefits to aging out, which I hate to say there are, but to get them in a trade or post-secondary or a job, anything you would do for your own kids. That's what we're up to from 15 all the way to early 30.
1: Okay. So um, as far as with the aging out and the ability to, you know, the support in getting a GED, getting a college or something like that, there is also ongoing support to get them into a trade or something. So they have some
0: kind of career or job, something that gives them purpose. Absolutely. And the heart of what we do, and we were years in when we held another focus group, And we asked them, you know, what do you still not have? What do you still need? And it was unanimous. They all said, we want one person that cares we're alive. Just one, not ready for life. One person that can be on the other end of a text or a phone call or might have dinner with me or I can cry with or, you know, celebrate with. And so we built a mentor program. And so these mentors work with young adults. They're not working with minors. They're working with someone that's 18 plus, being their one person that cares they're alive, that's going to walk with them on this journey. And most times, you know, typically it's a year, year and a half, but those relationships don't end. Most of our men stay engaged. and, And it's like they've created, you know, an additional family. And that... Those that have a mentor are far more successful in our programs than those that don't. So for those people listening that are going, I, I could do that.
1: I would love to do that. How can they get involved in becoming a mentor for this program?
0: Absolutely. We have 11 staff. So that's pretty small considering we serve hundreds. Um, yeah. But we have over 140 volunteers.
1: Everyone wow, that's can
0: a, find a place here, um, yeah. whether it is being a mentor whether it's someone that says, I'm great at a certain subject, I would come in and tutor someone. You know, mm. we have a shower and a washer and dryer and an emergency food pantry to meet the basic needs of those that are homeless or just don't have stable housing that we need help stocking the shelves or teaching them life skills. Um, the list could go on and on. So it doesn't matter what your skill is or your passion. We can find a place for you at Ready for Life. And is that, is,
1: is that as simple as going to the website and reaching out, making contact through the website?
0: Absolutely. It's readyforlifepinellas.org. And there is a place to click. You can subscribe to our newsletter, which is a great way to, to really hear our youth voice come out in stories, but also see events coming up, see ways you can get involved. Um, you could also, our numbers on there, give us a call. Um, but there is a, a link to click that you want to volunteer. And we will take it from there and get in touch with you, and we'll figure out what's a good fit. But we need volunteers to come beside us, and especially come beside these young adults that need all of us so much. Well, it goes back to that saying it
1: takes a village. Yes. Right? And it doesn't stop at 18 or even 21. I mean, I've got three children (laughs) that are all young adults. You never stop being a parent, and you never stop being able to or having to. Um, respond like help with things or, or just listen a lot of just listen. I mean, sometimes there's things like you want to tell them, but you just have to listen. Right. Um, but those of us that, that are still, you know, those of us that have had the luxury of having our children and raising our children and having them at home with us and still having that connection and communication, we, we get to do that. But those that haven't had that, Sometimes it's just, yeah, like they said, somebody that, that,
0: that got me somebody, you know, knowing that one person, one person cares. cares and the other piece of that, talking about raising children. And this is a number that, that shocks a lot of people. This is not something I, I thought about early on, but we have about 138 little ones that are the children of these young adults at age down okay and that's a big number but that's 138 little ones not in foster care and our goal through our child abuse prevention efforts our mommy and me our wingmen support groups our goal is to keep those kids out of foster care and to break that cycle that goes back for generations and help those right. that weren't parented learn how to parent and come beside them yeah yeah and keep their kids in a safe environment yes
1: that would be just as important as knowing how to, you know, do the laundry and grocery shop and fill out a job application form.
0: Oh, or and how to, you keep know, how them to get out of G's. foster
1: care. Yeah, get them out of care. Now, what is if you if you know specifically those little ones that are the children of these individuals that have, that aged out of foster care that are working with you. Um, what what's the success rate in terms of them staying with those parents and you know being in school
0: and the parents getting support? Like what? How well is that working? Yes, yeah, so ninety four percent of our young parents that are involved in our uh, child abuse prevention efforts, our parent support groups, have their children and they are raising them in their home in a loving, nurturing environment. So that's huge, 94%. Wow, that's huge. that's a, that's, a, that's that's very successful. <laughs> well, it is, and that's I say it. maybe in 30 years, we won't need a ready for life. I mean, that's, that's the What's population that we've got detail? to target. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the ultimate
1: goal would actually be to work yourself out of a position, actually. And that, to not you know, have like, kids going into foster care. Or very, yeah. a lot less. That would be amazing. A lot. Yeah. Right. So- um, I wanted to ask you, I just lost my train of thought here. Um, what are, like, are you are you located, I can't remember, are you located in Tampa or is Tampa just wanted, like, are you, do you have like
0: offices or satellite sites all over the state? What's, what? how is this set up? Well, we started in Pinellas County. So that's where our main office is. We have a life skills center right here in Pinellas County. Um, we have just gotten some funding and we are opening up Pasco this month. And our goal is we've always been able, we're, we're privately funded, which is another um, thing we did early on so that our eligibility didn't have a lot of red tape with it. So we have been serving young adults in Hillsboro, or maybe they're in Orlando or in Manatee. I mean, we're officially going to Pasco, but if we have resources and if we can get the young adults either here or get to them, uh, we will serve them. Uh, we also have a group as of last week that held a meeting uh, in South Carolina that wants to use this model um, that have, you know, it's been so successful. And our goal, if we can replicate and save other communities years of trial and error and really have a model where you listen to those you serve, it works. And so that's, that's a big piece of what we want to do in the future. So you're looking at like
1: expansion, like not reinventing the wheel, but taking the wheel as you built it and then being able to expand into different counties and yes. even states. And replicate
0: it. And, wow. and every community is going to be different. So that's how you start. We have to listen to those you're going to be serving because even just as close as Pasco is to us, the needs are very different there than they were in Pinellas. So we have to look right. into that first. Yeah. Okay. Agreed.
1: No, agreed. From county to county, state to state, it Absolutely. is going to be different. Definitely. So, you guys are a nonprofit. Yes. Okay. So, beside, I mean, we've talked a little bit about how you know people can reach out, and there's always you, there's some way that people can give time, you know, and that's what some people, you know, that's where they feel they really make their greatest impact is giving their time. But how else? I mean, in terms of other other needs that. Ready for Life has, what are some of the other needs that your organization has that's really going to help keep this going in the direction it's going and growing
0: at the same speed that it's growing? Right. So besides time, which is so important for us, um, again, you can go on our website, readyforlifepinellas.org, and we have a needs list. So maybe you're part of a group or like you said, your girlfriends get together. We have needs, you know, so we can keep our emergency food pantry stocked. Um, we have other needs that you can just see what fits with what you're doing and maybe fill in a gap where you could just do a drive, you know, for maybe new clothes or new shoes or whatever that looks like for you. Um, the other thing is just, uh, obviously funding is always huge for us, especially since we're not government funded. Um, we rely on grants, foundations, individuals, corporations, civic groups, churches, I mean, the list goes on. So if you're part of a church or a civic group or a group that has programs, we would love to come and present. You know, the more people that can hear about Ready for Life and spread this message like you're doing for us, the better. Because most people see what they see on the news and they don't know all the success stories of this population. Yeah. Do you think
1: people are... Are very aware? Are they becoming more aware?
0: You know, where's that at? In your opinion, I think over the last few years we definitely have made huge strides um, in some of our marketing efforts, social media. Uh, we were recently on Good Day Tampa Bay with Charlie Belcher. Um, we have been honored at uh, Lightning Games and through the Rays, so all of those things are helping. But again. If you don't know this is a problem or a community issue, you don't even think there could be an agency doing what we're doing. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, the statistics are very dismal for those that age out of foster care. But I'm here to tell you that's not true. Absolutely not. I have seen so many get a college degree. A couple have gotten master's. We have two serving in the United States Army. I mean, my list could go on and on. They just need a cheerleader, someone that is going to be there, like we do for our own kids, and and push them and say, you can do this. You know, so there's so much we want to share with everyone.
1: Without, without um, breaking any confidentiality or privacy, anything like that, can you share a story, one that really resonates with you for our listeners? I can. I could probably... I'm sure you have thousands, but is there one I that could. And I feel
0: like a mom to several hundred? Um, but speaking of mom, this is one story. Um, there was a young man that was in foster care his whole life, um, did not know his family, aged out. We ended up hiring hiring him to come work for us for a while, and he was very much into politics and just very respectful, you know, young man. And one day he said, "I think I want to." get into politics. I think I I might want to be the president of the United States. I said, well, that's a lofty goal. Um, next thing I knew, he went and met with a recruiter. And he joined the United States Army. And it wasn't four or five weeks later, I got a letter in the mail from the United States Army addressed to the mother of this young man. He had listed me because he has none. You know, and, and I can tell you so many more stories of just giving someone their first birthday cake. You know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving with over 200 with a full feast. And it's never too late to help them build traditions that they've never had. Or watching them walk across the stage so proud and being the first person in their family to ever get a college degree. And we've had three get homes through Habitat for Humanity, and oh wow, it has yeah. been <laughs> amazing. This last one was just last month, and it's a young man with a a young son, and a former Buccaneer work done selected him and sponsored his home. And again, I there stories go on and on. Yes, there are there are hardships. The bottom falls out. Some end up in jail. There are tragic stories. But there are also so many successful stories that time, some funding, resources makes all the difference in the world for these young adults and the trajectory of their life. Yeah. Right. Right. And what a difference to, oh. um, I just
1: want to say to those who are listening, it's not only about, I mean, the, the, the primary goal here is the focus on, on these young adults and helping them. However, um, what that does for our community, because these are the young people that, that go into position, that the, these are the people that become teachers and doctors and lawyers that, you know, work in the communities and, and start little, start their own businesses and have the coffee shops or, you know, um, these are our people. And so if we're there to do this, it's, it's, yes, we're helping this individual, um, Feel successful, feel like they have a sense of purpose, feel like somebody cares about them, but how that impacts our community as our communities grow, you know, because we're all aging out in some way or another in life. Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. At some point, I think at some point, when might I need someone's help, whether it's in, you know, whether medical care or nursing care or somebody that has to come in and clean my house because I can't do it anymore? What if it's one of these individuals? These are people give that, you know, if we give to them, they typically tend to give back to the community. So we're, we're building
0: and supporting our overall community, not just one person, our entire community. Absolutely. And, you know, when you think about it, these young adults were put into foster care due to no fault of their own. This is something their parents did or did not do to get them back or why they're in a system of care. Um, no one should be raised in a system of care. Um, and so, to give them that advantage and what they didn't have while they were in foster care. And many, many foster homes are amazing. I mean, the whole system is, you know, there's so much that can be said too. We do hear mostly about the negative. There are wonderful foster parents, wonderful case managers and agencies working tirelessly for all of these kids that ended up in a system that it wasn't their fault. They didn't have a choice in it, you know? And so anything we can do to say, it's okay, that might be where you were, but that's not going to define your future. It doesn't have to.
1: Right. I love that statement. It doesn't. It doesn't define them. Right. And we need to
0: understand that it doesn't. Def- it doesn't become a label. No. No. You know. It's not a label. No. And they can do whatever they set their mind to. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I mean, with the ninety-four, I mean, we did mention there. There's always going to be. It's like anything. Not everybody. Graduates from high school, not, a, you know, you will have those individuals at the bottom falls out. They, they end up in a, in a different place in life that's uh, unfortunate, but you have a 94% success rate. I mean, that is, that is something to, um, that's something to be incredibly excited about, you know, because
0: 94%. Yes. Raising their parents, you yeah. not in foster care that that's the huge beat. Yeah. And
1: I, and I love that. I, I didn't realize when I spoke to you that evening at, uh, at the expo, when, when I spoke to you and asked you about being on the show, I had no idea that there was a whole other program for it, I, you know, um, uh, like into their thirties and helping them with their children and, and just this whole breaking these cycles because it, you know, generation to generation. Then if you grew up in the foster care system, And you don't have like consistent. You don't have the consistency of home and discipline and rules and structure. You know, when you you are left at eighteen, what what are your what are your traditions? What are the boundaries? What what are the the rules? Like that can be very confusing, especially if
0: you're probably programmed to survive. Absolutely, that's all you're trying to do. And and they are resilient. I mean, they are so vulnerable. Oh, they. We always say if something happens, we want them right next to us because they are survivors. Absolutely. Yeah, when the zombies come, I want them on (laughs) my... That's what we say. (laughs) We want them right there with us because they will get through it. And again, that's why we hired those that aged out themselves because they get it. I I wasn't in foster care. I will never understand that life. But I have people on my staff that they lived it. They get it. And they can look at those young people and say, okay, so what's next? Yes, we had not good childhood, but what's next, and how can we help you get there? Right, yeah. So what, um,
1: what, what are the plans? What are you guys doing for the Christmas season for
0: for your your extended family? It is so fun. Uh, we get uh, gosh several hundred young adults sponsored, but then of course we have our little ones. We talked about so we help get those sponsored. Um, we have a couple days in December where we love volunteers. If your passion is to go shopping or to wrap or to bake cookies or whatever it is, we have them come and and the parents and the young adults without children come and get their gifts. And we make it as festive as we can um, and really want them to experience just love during this season and that someone cares about them. We try and give out food baskets for those that have places to live that they can actually make a nice meal for their family. Um, there's so many ways during the holiday that you can get involved and and help these young people um, enjoy it, just like so many do. And our office is open. If you want to volunteer, once you come in here, you don't want to leave. I mean, these young adults are amazing. So we need a lot of help during the holidays, but also all year round. But it most of our volunteers say that they get way more out of it than they give. And it truly touches your heart to be involved with these amazing young adults. Yeah. Well, I
1: I absolutely love what you're doing. I mean, I love what I loved it from the moment I heard about it, but I I didn't realize the massive scope of all the different elements that you're that you're working on. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. I really encourage our listeners really share this, share this, please share this podcast, please share this message, please reach out. Um, I think this is by far one of my, one of my favorites, um, because just because the impact with young adults coming out and then going on to, to live lives and have families and just the, um, like the networking of your, 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 reach, um, and how far you're willing to go to support their success is phenomenal and their children's success. So I I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, can you just tell us one more time or we'll include it in the show notes for those of you that may be driving and listening to this. You can always go back and check the show notes. But Kathy, if you, if you would tell us one more time where people can find you, because they might not be able to write it down right now. Um, but just let's keep planting
0: that seed where all the places they can find you, find out more, reach out to you and give back. Yes. Our website is readyforlifepinellis.org. We're also on Facebook and other social media outlets. We're located, our skill center is located right in Largo. We'd love to give tours. We'd love to bring people in to see firsthand what's going on here. But just if you go to Ready for Life or Ready for Life Pinellas, you will find us. Give us a call, shoot us an email, subscribe to our newsletter, and that'll really let you know what's going on um, and how you can get involved if, if that's what you're looking to do.
1: Love it. Kathy, thank you so much for taking, I know this is, well, every time's a busy time, but I know super, super busy right now. So I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me and have this conversation. I'd love to have you um, back on the show and talk more about what's happening, especially as you're growing and expanding. I think this is absolutely wonderful. Um, But thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in and listening to the show. Again, please share it um, with family and friends and reach out i mean reach out this is it's all up to us to support our young adults so that our future is really great you know this is a this is our community this is our community of young adults coming in that will be uh doing doing things so we need to support that and support them and it's just uh, a wonderful way a wonderful way to support the community um I'm Coach Tanya with Kathy Mice from Ready for Life. Thank you again for joining us, and we will talk soon. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.